This is the very first episode of the Crew Only Podcast with casting director and feature film director, Kyle Mecca. Welcome to the Crew Only Podcast. My name is Jaslyn Porter, a freelance television and film professional. Each episode, I'll bring you a unique crew member from a different department to discuss their role in making a film. We'll give you exclusive behind-the-scenes stories and advice on how you can get your start, too. Thank you for joining us today, and welcome to The Crew Life. Hello, everybody. Right now, I am here with Kyle Mecca, who's the director, the writer, the producer of his own feature film, Dwelling. Kyle is also a non-union AD and a casting director. Some of the projects that he has worked on is the feature film Bashira, Coldbrook, and The True Adventures of Wolf Boy. Kyle Mecca is so multi-talented and he has his hands in so many of the projects that have been done in Buffalo. And so Kyle, thank you so much for joining me today. Can you kind of talk about where you are right now today and how you got there? Thank you, Jaslyn. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so right now I'm a uh, local casting director for the feature film Bashira, which is shooting in Buffalo. Um, and for me, uh, casting is something that I kind of like, just kind of fell into. Uh, realistically, like when these bigger tier films come into town, you know, they're, they're looking for production assistance, they're looking for stuff like that. And I've kind of already created a resume for myself yeah. through being a production assistant, being a local non-union AD and uh, they were looking for extras casting on Marshall and uh, I was asked uh, to be brought in to interview for the role um, by our film commissioners and by a few other people who just recommended me oh, mm-hmm. this, he might be a good person to, to look just at for the job just because they kind of like known you yeah just known for me doing my work and I guess working hard Yeah. and um, so, so I did I, I interviewed for it and I ended up getting it and from there, I was able to work with uh, a team. And Marshall was when? That was 2016, like June. May, All right. May, June, July, a little bit. Yeah. And from there, it was like I, I did extras casting and learned background and all that. But while I was doing that, I was kind of had my eye on actually, you know, doing casting for principals and mm-hmm. day performers and stuff like that. And then the next year came around, and I kept working during that time yeah. as PA, as an AD, and other stuff projects. like that, and other projects. And then uh, the next tier film came in, which is True Adventure of the Wolf Boy. And I got a phone call, and they said, hey, do you want to interview for being the local casting? Um, so I jumped on it, and I got it. And from and now there, I, now, now I kind of have a background, <laughs> and now I'm here. Um, and so is that, like, what you really want to do, or did it kind of just happen, you being casted? It, it kind of just happened, you know, it's, it, but I like it. I really enjoy okay. it. And like I said, after doing extras casting, it was like, okay, if I'm going to do this casting world, which I kind of enjoy, I would rather try to do it where it means a little bit more. Yeah. You know, because it's like your, your opinion's actually valued more. Um, it's you're able to direct without directing mm. you know because you're able to bring in these auditions and who doesn't kind of want that creative you know exactly aspect. it's nice having like a creative say like somewhat of a creative yeah. say <laughs> on like a tier project yeah. and which you're able to work with the producers and the director because if you're a pa like how much creative say do you, you know do you really yeah, have? Yeah, not <laughs> not at all you know so it's nice having that little little bit of freedom um 
and hearing, you know, your opinions actually valued and yeah. stuff like that. So as like the local casting director, you know exactly what is that? What is your role? What do you have to do? So what we do is we get a list. So if you, you read a script and there's characters with like, um, we look for day players. So people that when they, AD makes a schedule that they can only, they only play one or two days, mm-hmm. three at the most, and they have like a n- number amount of lines. Okay. So they're kind of just like in a script if someone was going to a grocery store and he has an interaction with a clerk or something like that. It's that type of character. So it's still like a ma- main role but not like yeah, a Yeah, it's, it's a speaking role okay. because it comes down to speaking roles. Like in, in film, every single person who speaks is SAG okay. has, or at least becomes... So even if they say one word like hello. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They, they, they get paid a higher rate. They have to go through the union of SAG, and they're either Taft-Hartley, which is basically given a voucher of being like, okay, we're going to welcome you to be eligible for this union, mm-hmm. or you're in the union. Is All there right. like a general rate? So right, it, it, it deter- each year it actually goes up like inflation, like any, okay. any other job and all right. So, so so right now it's uh, 980 for eight hours okay. and all that. And that's even if you just say hi. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> One word. You speak, that's it. Um, and they keep it, you know. Yeah. And, and so with that, you know, my job is to find these people. Okay. So either from like guy in the crowd number two yelling something out mm-hmm. to maybe an actual more... more uh, prominent role like uh maybe it's a professor that they go for advice or something like that and kind of is that exposition scene kind of like in the beginning of like raiders lost ark like when indy comes in and he's and these professors bring him in Mm -hmm. and are like you know what is the arc like that it's those type of characters you know what i mean um that it's like it's those people Mm -hmm. and usually they're local to an area um local to being either from within the city or with from within a region or at least has a radius of a few states around gotcha. you. Like we're not bringing somebody from a whole other state to play these so roles. It depends if you can't find it or not. Mm-hmm. But like so we try to keep it, you know, honed in on the city that we yeah. are at. And so do you have any say like when you find these people, do you get to decide and like pick and write this is the person we want or is it only up to the director? So no, it's so basically I'm almost kind of like of a buffer. Okay. So I'll I'll throw out uh casting notices and I'll phone calls and talk to agents and you know, reach out to wherever I can. Um and then I'll ask for either audition tapes or I'll have them come in studio mm-hmm. to actually tape with me, um, which I kind of prefer in studio because I'm actually to give them more solid direction than just a casting notice. Yeah. Uh, unless I'm able to actually speak to an agent or speak to a representative that I can actually tell them more about it. Um, but if they send a tape in or whatever tape that I do get, that's when I get to judge first. Okay. So it's like so you I'm, see it first. Yeah, I'm gonna see it first. So I'm not gonna send the crap. I'm gonna send, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, and there's a lot of it. But You're I mean, like, we're like, not gonna send that to yeah, the yeah, exactly. Like, it, I will be Filter that buffer. I'll be like, okay, okay, okay. No, yes, no, mm-hmm. um, possibly. And then it's also like bringing options too. Like, so they might ask for, okay, we need a woman between 20 and 25 mm-hmm. um, to play this store clerk. Gotcha. And, uh, but I'm like, okay, well, you know, what race, what what gender, you know, you get into all the little yeah, specific all these ethnicity, you know, all this different stuff. And, um, you know, they might say, okay, we need, we need a, a white woman, mm-hmm. Caucasian. 
So I said, okay, but I'll still bring in options, you know? Yeah. So I'll turn around and be like, okay, well, maybe since I haven't heard anything back, I'm going to bring in African-American and I'm going to bring in Asian and I'm going to bring in whatever I can to see, here's some different looks, here's some real people mm, okay. off the street, here's some people who have a lot of background um, and different eccentric looks. Because a lot of oh, um, casting is, especially day players or day performers, they're, um, it's very uh, look-based. Like depending on how they look on camera? It, just in general, like mm -hmm. their vibe in okay. general. Um, a lot of these people are like, you try to find the, re the realest most people to these mm, characters. Gotcha. Um, because they're able to naturally bring off this essence about them. So it's kind of hard and it's kind of discouraging a lot of people who like do apply to audition because it's like, unfortunately, we're sometimes it just turns into we're looking for a look. Yeah. And it's like, and it... You might be good, but... You we, might be great. Yeah. You might be a great actress or actor, but it's just like, unfortunately, that's just not what yeah. they're looking for. So don't take it personal. For exactly. The you can't take it personal. Yeah. And I think, but I think if you are a tr an actor w who's really, you know, honing the craft and... Mm -hmm. um, they don't. They learn yeah, real, real quickly know. that it's just like, you can't take it personal. You're going to have a hundred tries. And if you get, you know, three, yeah. that's an amazing <laughs> success. You know what I mean? To even yeah. get a call back. Um, because great. that's what I mean. It's really, really specific to what it is. Have you ever had like an experience like working on a film where you maybe brought um, like a director, um, like an audition or somebody and they like thought it was completely terrible? Oh, <laughs> it, I mean, that's happened, but it's also like happened the other way around too, mm -hmm. where like it's what? like, it's to the point that like, because we're looking for sometimes look and sometimes it's bringing people off the streets. Yeah. Um, people who have no experience, don't know what acting is, maybe even watch television at all. You bring them in and it's happened the other way around too, where I've literally brought someone in, showed it to them and they're showed like, showed it to the director. Yeah. Showed it to the director and they're like, she's great. And I'm just like, like what? You sure? And you, and you didn't think they were great? <laughs> no, no, like <laughs> never. It's like they never read a a novel out loud before in the entire oh, life. Wow. But I mean, it would be that type of thing. But it's because they have the look. Look. Um, wow. You know, and then that's where it comes into of like, okay, how do I approach this now? Mm -hmm. Because that's great. That's fantastic. That's what we want. We want the director to love what we find. But it's also like. Okay, my name's also attached to this, to this person. <laughs> so like, I don't want to put them on there, like, because they're gonna be like, I picked that. Yeah, I was gonna say that was my idea. That was like, oh, that right. was that casting director. And if it doesn't work director. out, that's me. You know. So do you kind of have to figure out, like, okay, this director is more concerned about the look, and then this director is maybe more concerned about the acting. Like, do you have to kind of figure that correct, out? When correct, correct. And that's what I mean. I think it's it's either having a conversation with the director, having a conversation with the producer, reading the script, and um, having to really just. You know, figure it out what they're looking for, what the kind of person they are, yeah. what the kind of director they are, where, how specific are they going to get? Mm -hmm. You know, um, for you know, and I've worked with both ends of the spectrum. Um, you know, I prefer the people who are more like open to my opinion and open yeah. to being like, okay, well, let's see what you bring me. Because um, you have a little bit more freedom now. Yeah, way. you have a little bit more freedom. You know, also with finding people, mm -hmm. and it's not like a narrow narrow look for for a specific person, person. but um it you know which leaves me room some freedom to to give more opinions but it's all you know it makes my job easier though, yeah. so, you know what I mean? like, <laughs> you're like oh, it makes it a little bit easier <laughs> little if he's not just like i just need this specific yeah. person with this color eye and this exactly. color hair yeah definitely exactly. i want to scale back a little bit um because you 
you wrote now correct me if I'm wrong you wrote directed like produce your own feature film and you got it distributed sold into stores only a year after you graduated college is that correct correct Okay, so can you tell us, like, honestly about that experience? Because I know so many people who, like, want to make a film, whether they feel like they don't have enough experience or just the process of doing it. Because, like, you, like, it was a real film. It wasn't just, like, a, like, a five-minute short. Like, <laughs> no. You made a legit film. So, I mean, like, can you just kind of take us through that process of getting out of school? Like, how you found those connections and, like, how you just put this all together? So uh, I think it's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's kind of weird. And whenever I tell this story, I say, like, even when I get into this uh, industry as like as a PA as non-union AD anything that I've done you know I'm like I kind of did it backwards mm-hmm. like I came out of school made a film first <laughs> was a director first and then was like okay I'm gonna go sit in the street corner and yeah, be, a tra- be a PA <laughs> you know um, but it, for me it was um, it I graduated in 2013 from Buffalo State College and I was very much like I went right into a depression. Did you go to the like? Did you go for the film? <laughs> yeah, I went for okay. television and film arts there. Okay, um, but wait a minute. You say you went to depression after you graduated? Yeah, because what? it was very much so where it was just like, what do I do with this? Like mm. I got a degree in film. Where do I go? Do I just throw myself into the wolves in New York? Do I, you know, what do I, what do I do with it? And I it, like talk, yeah. Atlanta wasn't even like really popping yet. Popping yet. <laughs> so I mean, it wasn't even an option. It was like New York City. Or, you know, arm and a leg out in the West Coast and in Los Angeles, too, which I know I have no connections. So it's like, what do I do? Um, Do you think a lot of people coming out of school, um, whether it's in that program or not, kind of feel like that? I think they do. And that's why I always, like, try to share it because it's like... A lot of people, I think even they graduate with whatever degree, Yeah. you know, like, like okay, now I have to go get a job and be in the real world. You know, it's automatic. But, I mean, for me, especially in film... You know, I, I've already talked to a ton of people who, like, they just don't know what they're going to do. It. And it's like, don't worry. It happened yeah. to me, too. Like, I, I still don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. To begin <laughs> We're with. figuring it out as we go. <laughs> we just figure it out as I go. But it's like, that's how I was. And mm-hmm. it was for, I don't know, like, six, seven months, something like that, that I was just like, I don't know what to do. You know, so I just started writing yeah. when I could. Um, and just being like, I'm going to keep up my writing screenplay mm-hmm. end of it. Just just to keep something, something flowing. Something going, yeah. Um. And during that summer, uh, like at the end of the semester and all that, I met a few people locally that were associated with this ND Studios. Okay, kind of, which is a production. It's a production company okay. now, and it used to be more of a rental house. So when I first met met uh, Matthew Nardone and Joe Blodgett and uh, Bethany, and there who uh, Nardone Matt, Matthew Nardone is uh, the co-founder of ND Studios okay. with a bunch of other people. Um, in that, and then Joe Blodgett is also a really good friend of mine. He's a local DP director and all that, and he's kind of a counterpart of Endy Studios. Okay. With like Bethany Hedges, who's also mm. like she's yeah she does a UPM. So, yeah. she does everything. She's like the boss lady in yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's um, so I kind of like fell into meeting them, mm. and that summer we kind of did a, a bunch of short films, stuff like that throughout the um, Buffalo area. Yeah, yeah. It was just like just two or three of us. And we, we kind of, like, shot things and just, like, okay, well, we have nothing else to do this summer. Like, let's, let's just do Let's stuff. just do something yeah. to keep it rolling. Um, and that that past spring, I met uh, a friend of mine named uh, Brandon Williams. Okay. And Brandon Williams was in uh, communications at Buff State. Yeah, that was what I was. Gra- <laughs> yeah, and he graduated. But he at the last semester, he, like, 
kind of snuck his way he into doing do. TFA projects mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, uh, but we met and we hit it off. And uh, same exact thing. Like during that summer, he was part of that group. We made like one of his short films. Yeah. We just like we kept on jumping thing to thing. Were you like during this time? Were you starting to feel a little bit better? Like coming oh, out no, of that depression? Oh no, not at all. I, I kept on feeling worse because it was like, wow. okay, well, what are we going to be doing? Are we just going to keep making shorts, or are we yeah. going to actually eventually like make a forward yeah. process? Because to, were like, you getting paid? Was it just like was it? Were you making money? No, from no, it? not yeah. at all. I mean, this was just all just a bunch of friends basically still shooting things but now we have access to bigger cameras and lighting and just because like we we were you know we got in with knowing people at Andy mm -hmm. Studios who still wanted to create they're the same exact thing like we have these cameras but we want to create but that's interesting that you said you felt worse. You know, like, because, <laughs> know. because it's like you're doing all these projects and maybe somebody else is like, oh, my God, like, Kyle well, just think, graduated and he's I doing think all it's these cool a, projects. I think it's a, a filmmaker's thing, too. It's like, it's it's not like jealousy, but it's also like this. It's like whenever you see one of your peers or something like that, like, mm-hmm. make a film, you're automatically like, I'm 10 steps behind. <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Yeah. But I, you know, and I think that's, I don't know if it's the filmmaker thing or whatever. I think it's it anything. Yeah, honestly. it's anything. You know, so it's like, and you don't feel, I wouldn't say jealousy, but it's just like, it's okay. It's more of you. Like, yeah. oh my God, I need to be doing something. Yeah, like, like what am, am I, I doing, doing with yeah. my life? You know? Um, so, you know, with that, it was like, okay, so we shot, we shot this person's short film, we shot this person's short film, we shot this person's yeah. And I'm sitting there like, okay, what am I going to do? Yeah, you know, because gotta, you're working on everybody up. else's yeah. stuff. I'm but... like, and I got to step up. So uh, that, that fall, um, me and Brandon. Of what year? What, 20? 2000. 13. Okay. Fall of 2013. I graduated in the spring. And um, they, me and Brandon, we were at like a party actually. And um, we started talking just horror films, just back and forth. Mm-hmm. And uh, like we realized that like our views on them and the ones that we liked were okay. very, very similar. similar. And I, for the hell of it, I just like pitched him this idea that I've had forever. And uh, he's like, oh, I really like it. I really like it. And that was it for a little bit. And I mean, how old were like, you at this time? 23 okay 23 wow um and so that was it for a little bit and then we started talking and he was like why don't you write the script he's like why don't you write the script um and maybe you know we don't do a short Mm -hmm. maybe we just go for it Mm. and just try to make a feature he's like because we have we have access to these people who that we're lucky enough to call friends and they will help us, and we'll jump on this, and we want to keep creating, like, maybe we can get a little family in on yeah. this, and uh, maybe we can just do this with dirt cheap, yeah. <laughs> you know, try try to do the old grassroots route of just, like, talking to family members. Um, Kickstarter just came out, like, a year or two before mm-hmm. that. I had some experience with that. It was like, maybe we do that. Okay. Um, and what is that, like, where you fundraise? Yeah, yeah, okay. it's, it's just, like, fundraising online and stuff like mm-hmm. that and trying to get people together. And so it's like, okay, maybe we do something like that and just give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, we, have, we have nothing to lose. You like, know, just do it. And that, that's great that you say that because you were like, one of the things that you mentioned um, that he said was like, we keep kind of doing these other shorts. Why don't we just like step away and like take time and focus on exactly. our own thing? Exactly. Like, sometimes you have to like, you get so caught up in like doing other stuff and then you're like, I need to just stop and like work on my own stuff. Exactly. Take, take a look at yourself and just yeah. the people around you and why not take the time and go for it and uh so we did that and for us i think that that's the beauty of being someplace like buffalo yeah is that like because even though you're not connected to these huge film industry worlds yeah like 
you have enough connections. You got a community here, in Buffalo. You, exactly. And it's you tight. have a community. You have a really tight community, and that be able to help you. You know, move up a mm-hmm. ladder. You know, um, you might not know where the ladder is going, but it's but like, it's gonna at go least somewhere. It's a ladder, you know, um, and it could be a zigzag ladder. Exactly. But it's not straight up. But. Exactly. So it was like, okay, cool. Let's 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 tap into it. Let's try it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the that that fall into winter and all that, I um, I wrote the script. And Brandon, so when did you start the script, and when did you finish? I started. I think it was November. Um, and I didn't give Brandon a draft until February. Yeah, but that's still not a long time. Um, and that and like that's really great. And and then it was it was a draft and it was rough. Um, and I already changed it probably three times, times. by then. <laughs> it was real rough. Um, it was real rough. And then we uh, he pitched it to a actress that he worked with because he he was an actor as okay. well. Um, actress that he worked with from LA who's like a screen queen mm. um, and she loved it wow. from, from where it was at and just I from said, that rough from, draft just from that rough draft draft and she's like keep me posted I'm actually interested wow. in this I said okay cool so then we went a little bit lo- longer for it and we're like okay well we gotta figure out when we're gonna shoot this mm-hmm. and I, I know Brandon would even if he, if he listens to this he'll yell at me because it's like when I gave him the draft he's like it's so late in the game but it's like I just wanted to make sure that it was it was right. Yeah. You know, um, which I look at it today and I say it's not right at all. But <laughs> you like watching you like, oh my God, but, what but was still, that? But still. Um, so anyway, so so yeah, I, we went for it and uh, we ended up doing a Kickstarter and we ended up raising like close to 13 grand. Oh, wow. On that. Now, was that just from like friends and family or was it like from... It was friends and family and then it ended up spawning off of that. Wow. And like I said, it's really tough because it was only like a month campaign. $30,000 in one month, Kyle? Yeah, it was it was a month campaign, which means literally every single day you have to be making phone calls and making emails and making social media posts. and like. So who are you calling to try to get this it, money? I mean, for us, all we knew was friends and family. Okay. So that's all we kind of tapped into at first. And then like Facebook was, you know, still yeah. relevant and was getting out there in social media. So we just kept going and going and going and going. Wow. And um, we reached some people who were also... Uh, you know, decided to be uh, private donators mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Not even so much investors. It's yeah. just like here's like were those business owners or were those just no? It's just some, some were random people. people. Some were were like uh, family members who just wanted to help. Just wanted to help. You know, um, you're like, hey, I always wanted to have my name associated with the movie, mm-hmm. or would, or like we had, uh, you know, a, another person in the film community who really always helped us from day one. Was like, no, I believe in you guys. I'll give you yeah. something for it. Um, and then we had like one investor, and we were like, okay, cool. Like, this is what we got. Um, after all said and done, we with the Kickstarter and what and what we were able to get in after that, we got close to like forty six thousand dollars. Forty six? You're kidding? No. Wow. So that's holy. I mean, and that's I mean, through on production a grand scale, and post not, and oh yeah, on a grand scale, it's, <laughs> it's not a lot of money. That's but, pennies. That's you yeah. know. Two people's salary. Yeah. Who's an actor? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, maybe one. Yeah, maybe one. Twenty thousand. Um, and uh, but man. So it was, you know. So we were we are, but I always said we lucked out on that. Like yeah. everything about this is pure luck. And I get, but I mean, I guess those are a lot of the stories that you hear when people. It's like you just kind of like stumble upwards. Yeah, it just like you know kind of I mean? figured like, itself out. You know what I mean, you just 
you just like fall upwards and yeah and you're like i don't know how film. i got here yeah but it's just like oh i'm here okay so uh yeah we raised that and um so we decided we were going to shoot in july of 2014 end of july into august and um we ended up casting uh two actresses out of la one okay. being the one screen queen devity pin mm-hmm. um and then we also brought in um Aaron marie hogan and then i ended up casting a local um to the to the new york area um uh, mushaka benson and then um we brought him in and so how did you like kind of distribute like just how did you distribute the money like who did you pay? Who helped you out for free? Oh, I mean, we paid everybody. Oh, almost everybody. Awesome. I mean, we had a, a ton of interns come help us on yeah. set, like, because we really didn't have any PAs. But the the location we had, like, we shot mostly at one house. Okay. Which and, is smart. And, like, for 10 days of shooting in one house, and the rest was, like, at a hospital. And so you, had, only, you shot the film in only 10 days? We shot it in 15. Okay. Um, we shot it in 15. We had 10 days at a hospital, or 10 days at the house. We had two days. No, three days at a hospital, um, one day that we literally jump locations. Just yeah, place to place um, to place. And then one at a, another house. Okay. Um, and that was that was it. But so we shot the 10 days like straight in a row where we were just like, okay, we're going to get it all out here because the mm-hmm. majority of the film takes place here. And with that, it's like we don't we were out in the country. We didn't really have to worry about yeah, you were just that out. much stuff. Um, and the, and the, which keeping that in that small of a location and a cast of maybe – there's like only six or seven characters mm-hmm. in the entire story, so it's like I kept the cast low. And at the house, yeah. it only there's only like three characters involved, so mm-hmm. it's like it wasn't until the other days that we jumped around where we brought in more cast. More people, yeah. Um, so it was we tried. I tried to design it that way too, um, to keep it more cost efficient. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. So shot it um, 15 days there, and then we went into. Pretty much almost two years of post-production. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's because we had no money at that point. You know so I mean? who like, was editing it in so, uh, the post? So Matt, Matthew Nardone, who was my director of photography. Okay. Um, he, did an, he did an edit, um, and then I came in and sat with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we pretty much almost locked it until we sent it to uh, a friend of ours in Los Angeles and all that who uh, did some editing, and it was like a final polish. And but did it. it take two years, or was it just that like, no, the, you would work the, on it? It, and... it was actually the editing was went a lot quicker, um, but it really came down to sound engineering and okay. stuff like that. Um, because we had such a small budget, we actually needed to have multiple sound mixers, which is a no-no. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Like, that's the number one thing I would say is... <laughs> If you're a filmmaker, don't do that. Make sure you have someone locked in. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, because of different schedules and stuff like that, we needed to have multiple. Um, and we had some who were very experienced and some that were not experienced. And so then it, it was just... finding a level. And then also, like, since we were still kind of new to this and all that and Buffalo wasn't really rising yet, we didn't really know of any local sound engineers. Gotcha. So we kind of took a shot at someone. It didn't work out. We needed to start the process all over again. Oh, man. And our composer, Steve Borowski, ended up stepping up, and he's like, hey, um, I know a guy, and I work at this studio downtown. We're going to get a shot at it. So they did it. And um, so it, it almost was like a restart of a process. Like yeah. it, it was like one year almost lost that we needed to get back. Holy. That's yeah. insane. <laughs> That's yeah. insane. Yeah. So from, like, in just a bad trick, so from November yeah. of you starting writing this, then to February finishing it then you start filming in what july august Ju- yeah, yeah then when did you finish filming 
Uh, it was done August of 2014. And then about two years of like post and all of that yeah. kind of stuff. And finding distribution and. And then how? When did you actually get the film out? So it was released last summer. So 2017. July. Yeah. So from 2014, right, mm -hmm. to 2017. How now? How did you find distribution? How did distribution? That work? Um, for, for us, it was we we tried to send it out to a few places, but we it's really just pulling those connections mm -hmm. that you have, and um. Uh, one friend of ours uh, had someone who worked in um, one of the production companies, okay. like a lower level, either cutting trailers or, or what they can do. And uh, d they said, okay, I will help you. I'll see if I can get it in there in front mm -hmm. of someone. And it happened to be like right before like Cannes uh, launched over there. And it was like kind of in, in the early, uh, like early winter. So it's like it was kind of like a dry season of them looking for yeah. people. Got it in. People watched it. Kept on going up the ladder. Wow. Watched it. Watched it. Watched it. And then they, you know, they gave us an offer. So we, it, like again, it's a luck thing. It's yeah. a falling upwards type thing. Wow. You know, um, it was just right, right moment at the right time. So right person. they, you, they gave you offer. What does that mean? Like they gave you a certain amount of money that they would pay you for? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So so and like a distribution deals are totally different depending mm -hmm. on film to film and what they have like depending on the cast you have depending on the budget and the tier and all that but um it's really rare for them to like offer uh, a lump sum plus like a percentage okay and all that but we were lucky enough to get offered a that, lump sum and wow you know um and then with that we made a deal with domestically um with them and then we ended up uh marketing to try to get a uh, international dealer in which we did we found a company there which would literally take it and we'll go sell it to these territories so, so. what they did was they put your film like in stores for you yeah is that, okay. yeah so di distribution is they'll, they'll take the film they'll market it for you mm -hmm. they still charge you like say, this did type you have of to sum pay them? you know yeah we so we have to so basically like once that money's back then we'll start money so how money. much does that it depends okay it depends it, it's it really What's a range maybe like for a small film just to give people an idea I mean, it could be anywhere from, like, eight grand or more. Okay. You know what I mean? Depending. So, yeah. it's like, and then you're going to be paying that back, mm. you know, um, because it's part of them, like, marketing your film. Like, we're going to do this for you, but it's part of the deal. Um, so, they'll, like, they'll make cover arts. They'll, oh, they'll wow. put it out they'll there, where, whatever they feel like, you know. Um, so, they're in, because they feel like, we're going to market this. We have to kind of create what we, you know. Um but we ended up getting distribution in store exclusive to Walmart mm. for the first month and a half. Um, How did that feel? Like seeing it was your really film cool. in Walmart. <laughs> it was really right? cool. You know what was even cooler though? It was it wasn't even just like seeing my film there, but it was like getting texts and um, posts from people that I know all across the country. Seeing your movie. You in know, Walmart. posting them buying it and yeah. seeing it there. And not only that, but then it started selling out places. Wow. And it's like, now they only gave us like a limited, it was like only like 10 copies per store. But still. But still it was like all of Western New York into even like uh, up through Albany and all mm -hmm. that. We were selling out in almost every single place. That's insane. And then it was like, I knew people in Colorado. I knew people in California. I knew people down in Florida. Like it was, it. And it was gone. They would go there and it would be off the shelves and all that. And, wow. And that they would talk to someone and be like, hey, so... We're looking for this movie. Are you going to have it? And he's like, you're the third person who's asked about this movie. So it was like, it was nice that it was actually... People were really trying to buy really it. Really trying to buy it. So much so that they like did a reorder. 
for us too. So how was your your family and your friends? How did they feel about it? Oh, they. I mean, I'm very lucky enough in to begin with to have the family and friends that I have that are so supportive. Yeah. To even sit there and be like. So I want to make movies for a living, and they're like, "Okay, you know, just be fine with making no money for the rest of your life." Yeah, pretty much. or you got to wait ten years. Yeah, I was gonna say, no wait money. ten years, and then you'll be okay. Yeah, you know, that's um, how it is. Yeah, um, but they're all very, very supportive, and they always have been. So I think it was also for me, it was like uh, a little, almost like a thank you. Yeah. To them, it being like, "Here, I actually was like able I've to done give something, you something, something, yeah, that I was able to uh, to make you proud." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What would you tell people, like somebody who might, like, because you were just out of college and is kind of going maybe through that depression of being a creative and wanting to do stuff, like, what advice would you give to somebody who wants, whether it's a film or a document, whatever it is, like, what advice would you give somebody? If, if you have some, and this not, for me, it's not even just, like, if you want to be a filmmaker. Like, if you have a passion or a dream or anything that you feel, like, compelled that you want to do for the mm-hmm. rest of your life, just stick with it. Yeah. Like, the money might sound great. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I'm going to go be a doctor or I'm going to be this or, you know. Because we need money. Because that's fine. It's, it's, that's how the world, you know, rolls. Yeah. But, I mean, if there's something that you're really passionate about, I'd rather be stuck doing something that I'm not getting paid that much for, but I absolutely love. Eventually the money will come. Exactly. You know, and, you know, for me, I, I'll take that feeling good every single day. Yeah. Um, and, and enjoying what I'm doing. Let's talk specifically to a PA because, like you say, you kind of work backwards. What would you say to a PA who's like worked on so many projects, right? And they just feel like they're hopping movie to movie, just being a PA, but they want to kind of do something of their own. What would you say to them? I would say take the. For me, my my biggest thing is even if you're a production assistant, if you're an intern, you're someone to get into it. You have to look at the people around you mm-hmm. already, or the people you've met, or the connections you made. That their success is going to be your success. Mm. What do you mean by that? So basically like if, okay, Jaslyn, so since, you know, I feel like we became friends over just... Yeah, I like you, Kai. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Wait till the podcast is over. (laughs) And, um, you know, where it's like, okay, you want to make a film. Mm -hmm. You make, you know, enough connections and be friendly with enough people and all that that it's like, okay... You come to me and you're like, hey, I want to make it. Just like right now. Yeah. You know, be like, okay, what's advice to even do it and all that? Well, here it is. Here's this advice. This is how I do it. Here's what to avoid. And even if it's just literally advice on what to do and not to do, it's still benefit for you. And you're already grabbing experience that you never had from just knowing someone. Because you never had that before. And all that. So it's, I always, and, you know, if you impress someone and you be you become really you're a respectful person and all that and you gain respect from this person they're going to keep on bringing you back yeah. no yeah. matter they're what job but they're going to want to work with you and all that and if they're taking off you know they're going to bring they you. might bring you with you yeah so it's like i feel like their success is your success and in turn make sure you pay it forward too mm. yeah. if you feel like you're becoming a little bit successful look at the people behind you who still need help help them out yeah. Because you never know where it's going to go. That's true. They might, next year, they might be this up. Yeah, and, then, and you yeah. might be down here, and then they'll be like, hey, you helped me when I was down. I'm going to help. help you. Yeah. You know, and so for me, it's look at your friends. Look at the people you're working with. Um, don't burn bridges. Never. You know, never burn bridges. 
um, and just try to keep a level headed at it and just keep trucking. It, it might be tough. You might feel you might go into spells of depression. You might, yeah. but just keep an aim for it. You know, and and I said I've gone through it too. I've still gone through it and stuff like and that. And we will still keep going. Through and it, we'll don't... still keep going through it. But that's the struggle. I've, I feel like not just our industry, but any industry. Yeah. You know that you're in. Um, but yeah, definitely. Just just you know keep the people around you close and just yeah. hone into them and wow. keep creating. You know? Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kyle. I mean, like I hadn't even known the you know like the in-depth of your story so thank you like for sharing that and even just being honest about the depression you know like because a lot of people do go through that like getting out of school so thank you like for sharing that and offer advice to people guys I hope you learned something I hope you enjoyed listening to Kyle because he definitely gave us a lot of advice and insight into you know his life and you know being a filmmaker so thank you guys so much for tuning in again thank you Kyle for joining me today I want to thank you all so much for tuning into the very first episode of the Crew Only Podcast with Kyle Mecca. If you guys enjoyed listening to him talk about how he made his first feature right out of college and learning what it's like being a casting director, send him a DM on IG at MechGuffin, M-E-C-G-U-F-F-I-N, and let him know what you thought. Don't forget to check out his feature film dwelling on Amazon.com. If you learned something new, if you found the conversation interesting, or even if you didn't like it, send me a DM on IG at Jaslyn Porter. I want to know what you thought about it. Share this podcast with your friends. I want to make sure we get this information out to anyone who wants and needs to hear it. Make sure to like, subscribe, and give us a review. I hope you guys will tune into the next episode. We have the custom tailor, Dana Callanan. She's worked on Broadway shows, features, and the Golden Globe Award winning series, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So stay tuned for that. Yeah.